Hello, and welcome to the Masterpiece Ministries podcast, hosted by me, Abby Burnett. This podcast exists to share stories of the transformation of God's people, his masterpieces. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. My prayer is that you learn more about the love and faithfulness of God through the stories you hear from regular people just like you. Now, let's tune in and listen to this week's story. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Masterpiece Ministries podcast. This is your host, Abby. So glad that you decided to tune in for another episode, and I am super excited about this week. We have another guest on the podcast today, and her name is Danny. Danny, yeah, yay. Um, hi, Danny. How are you? I'm wonderful. How Good. are you? I'm great, too. Uh, we've been spending the day together and have had some fun. And Mexican like food. Yum, yes. Chips, salsa. All the chips. Was your meal good? Ah, oh, the best. Good. I'm <laughs> Tell the people what you got. Fajitas, my go-to. <laughs> they were sizzling. Yes. She got a facial from... It was great. The fajitas. I didn't even have to pay for it. <laughs> well, you did pay for well, it. Well, free facial. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't dine and dash, so just <laughs> yeah. to clarify. Um, so yeah, so Danny is here on the podcast today, and Danny and I have been friends for... 20 years because we I think in, longer than that in second grade second grade was 2002 because yeah. our grades match up with roughly the, 20 years a long time a long time <laughs> almost well yeah two decades Yikes. wild world we're crazy um but yeah so danny and i met in elementary school in second grade uh, we had a great teacher rest in peace miss smith cindy what a lady. You remember her first name? Yeah. Well, my mom talks about her, like, Aww. all the time. She's That's like, sweet. she was a good lady. She was the best. She, she was. She loved kangaroos. She did. Yeah, our classroom was, like, kangaroo-themed. Yeah. It was kind of strange. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we met in second grade, and we were in a class um, that stayed together all of our years of elementary school. So Danny and I stayed together second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Um, and we carpooled together. Our mom was carpooled for school. I remember we had the van. Yes, the minivan. The minivan. And we had a song. We had a song. Car. Yes. <laughs> Where are you, car? Yeah, that like, was pretty much the gist. <laughs> we would stand there and sing the song, waiting for our moms to come pick us up. Um, what is one of your favorite memories about our friendship as kids? And what's one of your least favorite? Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, favorite <laughs> would have to be... Going to the beach. Oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. We've been to the beach, well, until like 2018. Until I so. had to get married and have Ugh. children. But we would, yeah, we'd go, she would come with my family to the beach every year. Super fun. So many weird things. So many happen. card games. Yes. We'd speak in accents. Yes. So good. So that's definitely my favorite. And least favorite, you said? Yeah. Or like most controversial. <laughs> Do you, I feel like you're like trying to like get I have things. <laughs> I'm locked and loaded. Yours is going to be. She made me sleep on. No, it's not even that. Oh, actually, I have my my funny one and my. Go ahead, though. Do you want me to share my funny one? Sure. Okay, my funny one is when we were in your bedroom. I I tell us you all the time. We're in your bedroom, and Danny and I both grew up in like religious 
houses and she had this board game 1313 down and drive <laughs> yeah and it was like we weren't allowed to play it like her mom like banned it from us oh, yeah. and put it on like the highest shelf and we would just closet. open the closet and stare right. at it. And like, we were probably like fifth grade, like 10 or yeah. like 11. We're like, man, wish we could play that. I know. <laughs> we were such good children. <laughs> and then one time, I think, did we play it? I think we got it down one time. I feel like, yeah. And I think Rebels. your mom was not happy about it. <laughs> I don't know where that game is. It's she probably threw Burned it in the trash. It. <laughs> it was like praying Prayed for over us. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love her. Um, no, mine definitely, I don't know why this like came out of like the archives immediately when you said this, but we had a sleepover at someone else's house and we were playing American Idol and I lost, like I was the first one voted off basically. (laughs) And you were a big reason for that. Like you were one of the judges. I was influential. Yeah. And basically you were like the reason I got voted off and I was really upset. (laughs) What grade were we in? Oh gosh, elementary school, maybe okay. like second, third, fourth oh, okay. grade. So still, we yeah. were young. Yeah, we would also have like we. I remember we had this like week long binger or um, sleepover where yeah. every night we would make music videos. Yeah, when we were in high school. Yeah, they still live on our Facebook. <laughs> we were like, should sophomores? I say that out loud? <laughs> sure. We were like sophomores in high school, oh, yeah. dressing up in costumes. Is not my- what the sophomores are doing anymore. <laughs> no, they're on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they don't know what they're missing. We were lip syncing to Stacy's mom, and my mom was like, You guys should go to Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. Love it. Love um, mine is you, your favorite candy is circus peanuts, or one of your favorites is circus peanuts. Yes. The orange, weird little peanuts. Yes, those. the best. And you would put them in your pantry, you'd have them in your pantry, and when I'd go to your house after school, you would like dangle them in front of me and be like, I'm going to have a circus peanut. And I'd be like, can I have one? You'd be like, no. You're like exposing me. <laughs> <Put them> away. <laughs> and I would be like, no. You're like, no, they're just for me. I was like, okay. I don't know how I have friends. Yeah. Well, we, we survived. I appreciate you sticking with me. And anytime. Anytime. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Dan and I go way, way back. We've been friends for a very long time. Um, so what, uh, here on the podcast, before we get into the story, we like to have an attitude of gratitude. Um, so what is something from the past week that you have been grateful for? So we have a toddler, Bo. He's um, going to be two at the end of May. I know, crazy. But we've been doing a lot of traveling with him recently. Like last weekend, we were in Pittsburgh, which is about a five-hour drive from our mm-hmm. house. And then... Obviously coming, making the drive here, which is like three hours, which I did just me and him. And it's always like a toss up traveling with a toddler. Yeah, I can imagine. Time it perfectly. And like, will he sleep in the car? When you want him to, he probably won't. And when you don't want him to, he probably will. And so, (laughs) uh, but very grateful. All of the trips we've done over the past week, he's been a trooper. And like, there have definitely been moments, but it's like, they've overall been really good drives. Aww. So very grateful for just ease of travel recently with a toddler. That's great. Yeah, it's nice. I think for me, my weekends have been like very busy lately. And this weekend I had a lot of downtime. So it's been nice to just like reset and do things and laundry and food. But yeah, I'm just like happy to have downtime and reset before my week starts back next week. And yeah. It's been nice. I have my house to myself this weekend, so 
It's nice to house, house party. party. Yeah, we're raging after yep. this. So, <clears throat> all right. So, Danny is on the podcast today, like all the other guests are, to share her story. And so, we're excited to hear what she has to say today. Um, so, where does your story start? How did you become a believer? Where Where do you want to start? Yeah. So, I guess we'll start at the beginning. That makes sense. <laughs> um, I. Wouldn't necessarily, I did grow up Christian, but it wasn't like I was born into the faith. Like my parents were not believers when I was born. I know my mom wasn't, my dad might have been. I never knew that. Um, yeah, my mom was like a practicing Catholic, um, but she wasn't, she wasn't really like a believer <clears throat> like a in the faith. Protestant. Like she, the way she was raised was like, there's a family Bible, you can't touch it. Like it's just very like rigid hmm. rules regulations like you follow the catholic ways okay um so she grew up going to mass but didn't really understand like sure. or have a relationship with jesus and so um they i don't i'm not really sure when they became christians but i remember going to church for like special events like baptisms or mm-hmm. like holy Communion. communions or like yeah. whatnot um and i remember for whatever reason vividly whenever we would have communions or experience communion at church I'd be like oh snack time like (laughs) wait I used to my dad would help with like counting the offering or whatever in a back room and I remember whenever there was communion at my church I would go back there and we would feast on the like because they use like actual loaves of bread and so we would be after church just like fisting bread just endlessly it was marvelous yeah yeah so I remember thinking like oh it's time for like my cracker and juice good afternoon which like now reflecting back on it like I should not have been doing communion (laughs) but that's like my what my experience was with church I was I knew of it it was something that I had been I had experience, but it wasn't really something that was like a part of my life. And I honestly don't really remember what led to the moment where I was like, I want to become a believer. Mm -hmm. But I I remember the moment that I decided to um, pursue Christ and have a relationship with him. I think it was like six or seven. We had recently moved to the house I grew up in, in Maryland. And I was in bed and I either was like having trouble falling asleep or like woke up from a nightmare or something. But I was, it was like in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and my, well, I, I guess it wasn't the middle of the night. It was the middle of the night for me. My parents were still awake. So it's probably like 9 p.m. <laughs> you had been in bed for four <laughs> yes. hours and they were just getting settled. Yes, yeah. They were like watching TV on the couch and yeah. I came downstairs and I just remember being like, I said something along the lines of like, I want to have a relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was out of like, maybe out of fear a mm-hmm. little bit. Like mm-hmm. I had a bad, had a bad, bad dream, dream or something. Yeah. And I was like, I want to feel safe, I, whatever. And so my parents prayed with me and I mm-hmm. became a mm-hmm. Christian. And then I went back to sleep. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Check. Yeah. Yep. And so See you in the morning. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Check that off my to do list. <laughs> Um, and at that point, I believe, like I said, I don't really remember, like, obviously we must have had to been going to church or my parents were I was going to say, were they still Catholics? No, no, okay. no. Like we, we belonged to a Presbyterian church, um, that we, had, but I believe we had been going to, and I was like involved in like, sure. the Sunday schools and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm assuming that's where I was mm-hmm. influenced. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but honestly, it's like a, a lot a blur. But my parents definitely were believers at gotcha. this time because okay. they were the ones that like helped me through the prayer. Mm-hmm, were like, mm-hmm. are you do you understand what you're right. about to mm-hmm. do and blah blah blah. And so um, then fast forward, mm-hmm. I'm a practicing Christian. Mm-hmm. I go to Sunday school. I go to church. I go to school. I have friends who are in youth group, mm-hmm. and I do Awana. Shout out, Awana. I went to one you. used with to come you. with me. Yeah. yeah. I think just once. I think I just came one time for whatever reason. Like we must, I think we were probably, I think we were like hanging out before. Wednesday night. Or something. And then Wednesday I just 7 p.m. didn't want to end the party. So I just said, let's take it to Awana. <laughs> let's rage. <laughs> Awana is a party. They're actually my, another guest on the podcast. She said Awana, her babysitter brought her to Awana. And that's where she first heard about, about God. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know how I found out about Awana. I think my mom was in a Bible study mm. that the other mom had kids who were in Awana and was mm-hmm. like, this is a great outlet for kids. Like you should, cause it wasn't from my church. It was yeah. at a yeah, different church. Yeah, yeah. So I went to that and I had what I would consider a strong relationship with God just because I was, how like, old are you at the time? Um, this was like middle school, maybe? middle school yeah, probably. Okay. And I had a strong relationship with God just because I was so involved Mm -hmm. and my parents did a really good job of like putting me in Mm -hmm. places where I would be influenced like at that, the Sunday school and the youth group and the Awana and all that stuff. And, um, I didn't really have any like crazy traumatic Mm -hmm. things that happened to me, which I know isn't necessarily necessary for a testimony, but like Mm -hmm. besides Growing up with a brother with special needs, mm-hmm. which is like a whole other thing we could yeah. go into. We could do a whole other episode. <laughs> yes. Um, my life was like pretty yeah. normal. And it wasn't until my junior year of high school, I believe it was, my um, great aunt, my mom's aunt, mm-hmm. got really sick. She had like a series of strokes. Mm-hmm. She was at that time living by herself and then obviously could no longer. Mm-hmm. She would needed to be on all sorts of medicine. She mm-hmm. had got diagnosed with diabetes and like needed full-time care. Mm-hmm. And my parents decided to take her in and like help take care of her and try to get her off medicine mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so that was a big transition for us. Like having a family member come yeah. and live in our home. We had an addition put on the house yeah. for her to specifically come and live. And it turned into a really not great situation for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very abusive. I, I almost said not physically, but kind of physically mm-hmm. just towards my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very mean spirited and almost to like a way that would be insulting to someone who's trying to help you. Yeah. Like it's, you shouldn't be mean regardless, but it's one thing to be mean to like a stranger, but it's another thing to be mean to someone who like invited you you into their home and is trying to help you. And I think, I don't think she wanted the help. And I think that's like kind of where it was coming from, Mm. but she would like maybe pride too. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not a a believer. Mm. Um, And so I think like part of that came to it too, because my parents were like, if you're going to live here, you need to, you know, abide by our rules. Uh And she wasn't a huge fan of that, but my mom, for example, is like really big on not wearing shoes in the house. Mm-hmm. And 
my aunt. She said, I'm wearing my shoes 24 well, she not eat, she would sleeping take, in my shoes. She would take it a step further and, like, oh, rub no. her shoes <gasps> in the carpet. Oh, my god! Like, making eye contact with her. Oh, yeah. And yeah, just, yeah. like, I'm doing this because I need to do. And yeah. she would, like, get... Not that she could, she was ill, so it's not like she could, like, take my mom sure. out, but she would, like, get physical with her, yeah, and, like, in a way, like, push her away, or, like, and it was just really, really hard to watch someone who I really, really loved mm-hmm. and looked up to mm-hmm. as a kid mm-hmm. treat someone who I really loved right. that way, <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. it was, like, and I was 15, 16, like yeah. hormones were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like life was hard anyway. Sure. You're like, I have a final tomorrow <laughs> and you're rubbing your shoes on our carpet. And it was, it was just really, it was really challenging to adapt to that. And it really like put a, a, a damper on just like my life and my relationship with my parents. Mm-hmm. And I, I just started um, inappropriately acting out towards my parents mm-hmm. out of anger for the situation. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was like misplaced. Yeah. Anger. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially, you probably don't have the words as like a teenager. And it's hard because like you don't, like you're their kid. So like it's not like you have a say in exactly. whether or not she lives here. Exactly. But, yeah. well, but you're it, frustrated. Yeah. Right? Which is understandable. Yeah. And so like it, it made me feel like, okay, like I just kind of removed myself from yeah, everything. Yeah, and it's yeah. not like I was um, deciding I don't I don't want to be a Christian anymore. Right. It's yeah. like I was just kind of numbing myself yeah. to it. Like that's not a part of my life that I can be a part of right now because like there's a lot of other stuff going on that clearly God doesn't care about or that's mm-hmm. how I felt. Uh-huh. And this is so big. And yeah, yeah like my world that. is crumbling and like, hello, you're not doing anything about it. Yeah. So like... <laughs> I guess we're done for now kind yeah. of thing. So all of that was going on. Simultaneously, I was plugged into a um, youth group, not a part of my church because my church at the time was like kind of older. There weren't really any kids yeah. in it. Yeah. So, but I had a group of friend, high school friends that all went to this separate, this other youth group. Um, and I would just go with them. And so they all went to this church on Sundays and I would just kind of join them for uh-huh. youth group. And it was more of a social thing than anything. Like a lot of us went who only went to youth group and didn't go to church, but it was a great way to minister to them and whatnot. And that was more or less my outlet for everything that was going on at home. Mm -hmm. Like with the sick, crazy aunt (laughs) and then like my brother with disabilities. Like I just needed like a, a space to go. Yeah. And, um, we would, it was super fun. Like every week we would pick one day out of the week and we would go, all of us would go to Dunkin' Donuts in the morning before school mm-hmm. and just have like a little like breakfast club basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, at some point during, I guess this is my senior year, like the winter of senior year, um, one of the, I don't, I'm not going to go into like crazy details cause we'd be talking yeah. for forever. But one of the youth leaders, I don't know if he was like officially a youth leader, but he was like a volunteer okay. parent uh-huh. kind of uh-huh. thing, was accused of grooming me. Oh, wow. Um, and my parents took it very seriously and basically immediately removed me mm-hmm. from the youth group. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. 
And I was like mortified, honestly, because did I, you know that that was going on, or was it like somebody kind of told you this is what's, or like told your parents and you were like removed and you had no idea why? They so I didn't know that like I was being groomed yeah. while it was happening, but I was removed and they t- my parents Got told you. me why. Okay. okay. And so I was mortified out of like embarrassment. Like yeah. I was embarrassed because like, what was I going to tell my friends? Right. You know, like, yeah. and I, and it was like a, a parent of a kid mm-hmm. who was in the youth group. Mm-hmm. And so like, did they know? Yeah. Like, yeah. do they know that I know that she, like, it right, was kind of right. one of those situations and it was very uncomfortable. And so I felt like all of a sudden this outlet that I had for what like little attachment I had left to my faith was stripped from me for something out of my control. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not only that, but like the social aspect of it too. Like when you're in high school, like yeah, your, your friend groups are everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't allowed to go to youth group anymore. Yeah. And it was so hard for people, for me to have to listen to people be like, what, like, why haven't you been here? And it's out of love because they don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like my friends that are like, come to youth group, like come back. And I'm like, oh, Can't. I'm busy. Yeah. I like, I don't want, and it was like, I wanted so badly to yeah. be there. Yeah. And it was just like a, a really challenging experience that I felt like, okay, this is like the one little thing that I have left relationally with God now like that's on part me mm-hmm, uh, like personally mm-hmm. my fault like I, I could have been doing other yeah you things. didn't have like an individual relationship I it was more like yeah only at youth group yes and yeah. Like that. yeah and so that was then taken from me and like I don't want to I hate using the word trauma like but in like a kind of traumatic way mm-hmm. because like talking about being potentially groomed is mm-hmm. like a serious accusation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a serious thing to potentially be a part of. Right. And I was really mad at my parents. I was mm-hmm. really mad at them for, um, I felt like I couldn't trust them mm-hmm. and I felt like they had ruined my life and, you know, as, as teenagers <laughs> do. Yeah. And it was just like kind of a slap in the face to my face. And so I, obviously like rebounded from that and I it was like towards the end of senior year I went to college went to a small like private um Mm -hmm. community or thank you (laughs) private Christian school where like it's not forced upon you but it's very much around you like you're required to go to chapel and every all the classes have like Christian values and whatnot and that was really helpful um, some people I know can be turned off by that. Like mm-hmm. they feel like it's like shoved down their mm-hmm. throat, but I think I almost needed that. Like as a, and you were coming with that base already. Like, it's not like that was the first time in your life. Like you were not oh, going to this school for sports or something. Yes. And you're like, wait, now I have to hear all this stuff too. Yeah. 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 And so I think, and like, it's funny when you were like, Hey, do you want to be in the podcast? And I was like trying to like reflect on Mm -hmm. my story so I could you know figure out what I wanted to say Mm -hmm. I was realizing as I was reflecting that I really hadn't processed a lot of this stuff it was just kind of like yep this happened moving on and then this happened and then I moved on yeah like but we're fine yeah yeah so we don't need to like 
get into that. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm yeah. sitting down and I'm thinking about like, <laughs> wait, I'm actually kind of still upset about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like, wow, I never really resolved this. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind You're of like making a therapy appointment <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Literally. Ooh. This is my therapy. I'll pay you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so it like was really, I guess just like the thing, the whole like moral of the story, I guess, if you will, is that like throughout your faith journey, whether or not like you are super plugged in or super unplugged, or you have a relationship with Christ, like, just internally, or, like, via social groups, or what have you, like, you're going to have peaks, and you're going to have valleys, and you're, just because you're experiencing a low, or you feel like you're super left alone, I think having a, um, a personal relationship is crucial, and Mm. that's something that I was missing, and Mm. why I struggled so much, But that doesn't mean that God's not there. Mm -hmm. He's actually, I would almost say, like, more so available Mm -hmm. during those times. But it's like we're not looking for him during those times. And it's we're almost like in in those moments of the lowest lows, it's like, where are, like, what the heck, you've abandoned me. And it's like, well, no, he's still there. And in the highs, same thing. Like, we're like, life is great. And we, like... I find myself often sometimes forgetting to be like, it's great because of God. Yeah. You know, like this, like God did this for me. And so like, just like taking a step back and almost like understanding the fact that faith and your relationship with Christ isn't linear Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to be, I started from the bottom and I'm consistently at the same pace. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. (laughs) Shout out Aubrey Grill. Shout out. Drake. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. I know. Didn't know if you knew him on a first name basis like I <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, we're tight. Me and Drake. We're going back. Anyways. Um, <laughs> you start from the bottom and you work your way up, but it's not a straight, solid yeah. path. You're, yeah. you're going to have those valleys and you're going to have those peaks. And those are so important to like molding yourself in your relationship mm-hmm. with Christ because it, it forces you or it shows you it shows you that god is not just like a puppet master right where Mm -hmm. he's just like you're on strings and it's like you're gonna go do this now because Mm -hmm. it's the right thing to do like he's gonna allow you to struggle because that's how you're gonna be forced in a way to grow in your faith Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so it's really cool to like this prepping for this had me like almost take a step back in like a bird's eye view of my life and be like wow, I had like some pretty low lows and I had some pretty mm-hmm. high highs throughout that too that like we didn't really touch on. But like all of those things molded me and made me who I am and God was there throughout mm-hmm. all of it, you know, whether I chose to acknowledge it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the entire time my faith was growing, I was getting stronger, mm-hmm. but it wasn't linear, you know, like as I was growing, I had some lows mm-hmm. and then they would come back up and the entire time my, I was, those things were forcing me to kind of like become closer to God. So that's where we're at now. Still growing, still learning, still getting closer. My, um, my pastor actually the other day at church, we were, we're in a um, new evangelism initiative at our church and where we're like 
focusing on relationships with people and like building relationships with people in order to like share Christ and things like that. And he mentioned an illustration, which is very similar to what you were talking about, where like, if you were to like leave off the coast of California to go to Australia, you would think it would just be like a straight shot to Australia. Like just, you know, sail across the ocean and there's Australia. But actually there's all these like Pacific islands. And in order to get to Australia, you would have to like stop at this island. You had to go North and then you'd have to go East and then you'd have to go back South. Then you'd have to go North again. Then you had to go like, and it feels really like you're not making any progress. Yeah. And he called it like Island hopping. So like you have to do some Island hopping in order to like get to your destination like it's not always going to be this like straight shot but like the the beauty is like kind of in the the struggle or like in the story there which I feel like is kind of like the point of this podcast actually anyways it just to like share how in all this stuff like God's still working and I like what you said about like being available he's actually more available because sometimes I think like in my life when things get stripped away from me like I've but I've told my story like with my losing a bunch of my friends in college and then being like well only you and me now. Yeah. Like that's, that's all I had. And so then it like almost forces you into like yes. dependence. Um, there's another pastor I listened to where he talks about like, if dependence is the goal, like of our faith, like if our goal is to like depend on God, then we have to like walk with a limp basically because like, mm. you know, a metaphorical, yeah. like, we need to have some sort of weakness because otherwise then we get in our head thinking that we did everything and like then we're not dependent on God anymore. Kind of what you touched on where like if you're in the highs, like if you're not intentional about gratitude, if you're not intentional about like reflecting or like maintaining a healthy, like spiritual life in even good, like good times, then you're not remembering that. And it's going to be harder when you're in lows again. So, and I think something that's important too is like, you have to be okay with the fact that some things might happen to you, good or bad, but usually you think of this type of thing in a bad scenario that you will never understand why. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that God wasn't in it or that God wasn't there walking with you through it. It's just not for us to understand and that's okay. And mm-hmm. I've had a really hard time with that. I love control. Love it. <laughs> And so for something to happen and me not understand why, Mm. like that drives me crazy, but it's Mm. really forced me to just be like, you know what? I'm going to use this as a growing opportunity and I'm just going to let go. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because oftentimes people are always like, I don't understand why this happened to me. Yeah. You might not. (laughs) And like, yeah, that's so hard, but it's so important to like, understand that that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. My pastor also says like, if you're God, he's kind of used it in a way to like, when when non-believers have questions about things and they're like, but that doesn't make sense or whatever. And he said things like, if you can fully explain your God, then he must not be that big of a God. Yeah. Like if you could fully explain like all of God's ways and like purposes and like meanings for things, then like that means he's within our understanding and means he's like really small. Right. Um, yeah. which I thought was very profound. It's so true. It's a hard lesson to learn. It's a hard lesson to learn. Absolutely. I'm still sure. learning it. <laughs> That's why it peaks and valleys. Peaks, peaks and valleys. valleys. So do you have um like any scripture that's like been really helpful to you during your journey and or something that's like kind of a life verse for you or one that encourages you when you're talking about this story? I do. Nice. Okay. What is it? 
second Corinthians four sixteen through eighteen, so it's actually like three verses. Okay, sorry, that's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll allow it. But um, it says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Mm. Why did you pick that? I just think it does, like, a really good job of kind of, like, explaining the last thing I just touched on of, like, we might not know all the answers and that's okay. Cause we're not, we're like you were saying, we're not supposed to know all the answers. Mm-hmm. God has all the answers and everything that we're experiencing now, the lows, the troubles, the, the weaknesses, the, the moments of grieving and the, un, the, the things being stripped from us and like at an unknown way, mm-hmm. there's so much greater stuff out there mm-hmm. for us under God. And mm-hmm. he's, in control of all of that. And that should give us mm. so much peace. I I just started a Bible study that um, is all about like teaching the gospel to yourself and talking about like how the gospel shows up in like very everyday things. So like each of the chapters of the Bible study is like the gospel for making decisions, the gospel for your career, the gospel for singleness and marriage and whatever. So it's like a bunch of different life scenarios. But um, the other day I was, it has like reflection questions. And one of the questions was like, um, how does like having an eternal perspective change how you live like your everyday life? Because like this, the last verse, you know, we look at, we don't look at the troubles we can see now, rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. So it's kind of, it's talking about like fixing your eyes on eternity and like what that, how that changes your like day to day, like interactions And when I was reflecting on it, I was like, I live a way less selfish life if I think about like eternity. Like I complain about less. I'm not as concerned about like, you know, I have a list of things that I would love to happen in my life. But like when I think about like the span of eternity, like some of those things don't really matter as much because like, okay, if I don't get the exact house that I want, like here on earth, because I'm like, Oh, it's so hard to buy a house where we live. Like it's so expensive. Guess what? I'm going to get to have like a bougie mansion for yeah. like <laughs> eternity on a perfect yeah, earth. Exactly. Uh, where like property yeah. taxes will be high. Hallelujah. Hopefully there's no taxes in heaven. Period. Jesus. Um, you hear that? I don't, yeah. I mean, he did say pay to Caesar what Caesar, but it's whatever. If we're in God's kingdom, then like, anyways, um, but like, you know, so, or relationships or whatever, like when I start to think about in a long perspective, like those things just don't matter as much. I don't need to be so upset about them. I don't need to perseverate on these things as much because like, they're going to go away eventually most things, or I get the perspective of like, okay, eternity. I have people who don't know Christ. Like I need to be really focusing on like, yeah, how do I share this with people? How do I share my faith? How do I like make sure that people that I love, like, understand who Jesus is and like I care about those things like way more than you know my annoying thing at work that's going on or like whatever because I'm like it doesn't really you know like Ecclesiastes that's like everything is hevel like it really doesn't matter all that greatly when you look at so I think it's easier to like kind of face I mean it's hard there's big and low life circumstances that can be like really there's real real things on earth that are also hard and like I don't think we should like completely negate that either no. because there are like, but I think it should give us peace about them yeah. happening and help us not live so much in fear of the unknown. 
and be like, okay, this happened. Like so-and-so is really ill. Mm -hmm. Like my best friend just passed or like whatever horrible thing Mm -hmm. is happening, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so like God says to grieve and Mm -hmm. like, please, you should do that. But there should be an inner peace almost Mm -hmm. of like God's in control. Like I just have to let go of this. And that really helps me moving forward, not live in fear of horrible things of the, of Mm -hmm. the valleys, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. like God's got me and Mm -hmm. I've made it, he's helped me make it this far and Mm -hmm. he's going to keep me in that upward trajectory. Right. right? right, As long as I keep pursuing him because it's a two way thing. Relationships are both ways. Yeah. yeah. He's not like, I mean, he's always going to be there for me, but I'm not really going to be able to experience the fullness of, of him if I'm not pursuing that relationship with him back. So it's like a full circle thing. Yeah. Yeah, It's actually interesting that you picked this verse too, because we had actually at my church, uh, two weekends ago, we had a non-believer panel come to our church. So it was like three or four people who consider themselves not Christians. And they came and like, we asked them like feel, um, theological questions and then like what their experience with church has been so that we can learn from them and like That's cool. how to inter- yeah how to interact with people who we care about and we want to share our faith with but like not be like weird about it or not be insensitive or things like that so anyways it was a really great panel but I remember one of the panelists said something and it really struck me and I've still honestly like been thinking about it I don't even have my thoughts like fully formed around it yet but it just made me think about this verse she mentioned this like how Christians kind of live their life with an eternal perspective, which like we should, because that's what the Bible calls us to do. And obviously has benefits like I just talked about, but she said something really profound that like, she thinks sometimes that gets used to like excuse away, like injustices done on earth because like, Oh, well your rewards in heaven. Hmm. Like, you know, don't worry about what's going on here because it'll all be fixed one day. And so it kind of negates the like, kind of what we're just talking about where we shouldn't still negate people's experiences on earth. Because I think as Christians, we have to be careful not to just be like, you're fine. Heaven will be great. Because yeah, right. like, yeah. oh, don't worry about what's going on with you. Because like, I know you're sick, but your body will be healed one day. But it's like, but my body hurts right now. Yeah. Like, so ha- we have to like, yes, be yeah. careful to hold the like tension for both and not be like so insensitive that, that, that we're like, well, who cares what's going on with you? Because just focus on God. And like, and there's truth in that, but like, we also have to make sure that we're not, because we are human and God knows we're humans and he knows that we're going to feel things and experience things yeah. and that there's hard things because we live on a broken planet. Um, yeah. But we can kind of hold space for both at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer in the fact that like things, like I said, like we might not know the reason, but things happen for a reason. And like, let's say something happens to me without even me knowing that experience has changed me to mm. a become a specific type of person, have a certain personality, whatever, mm-hmm. that I can then maybe share that or shed light or share Jesus with someone mm-hmm. else because of that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't even know that until I look back and be like, right. oh my gosh, I would have never been able to relate to this person. Yeah. But like in happened. the moment. It's, oh my gosh. It's so yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. And yeah. But yeah. That's why we have Jesus to try to, you know, make latch sense. onto yeah. and make sense of it. But it's hard. Absolutely. Cool. Well, any other thoughts? Any other things you want to say when you're on the podcast? <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out, Dina. Dina. We love Dina. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Shout out, Bobo. Um, when he hears this one day. Yes. Oh. It'll be his first podcast. 
Yeah, well, you your daughter is in the podcast room right now. When Danny's this gets pregnant. really big, I'll tell her, like, <laughs> I was pregnant with you and I was a guest <laughs> on this podcast. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be another aunt again. Yes. Well, it's not another. I don't know. Whatever. For the second time. And times two. Yay. I'm so excited. Well, yay. Well, thanks, Danny. Thanks for sharing your story and the message of faith not being linear, but still, you know, God takes us along a journey and he doesn't want to keep us where we are or you know he doesn't want us to stay the same he wants to transform us and that looks like a lot of different things and isn't always fun and easy but you kind of see when you look back that he was carrying you the whole time so. absolutely that's awesome well thanks we're have fun having fun on this episode of course we'll have to do it again yes yeah. definitely um so if you listen to this episode and you find Danny's story encouraging to you or inspiring to you or you relate to it um share the episode with your friends share it on social media uh give us a review subscribe on spotify or apple music wherever you're listening um i appreciate you sharing the show and getting the word out about the podcast to share stories of god's faithfulness with um the world so that people know who he is and to make his name great so um i hope that you will turn tune in excuse me tune in next week for our next episode of the masterpiece ministries podcast and until then i will see you later bye bye Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Masterpiece Ministries podcast. I pray that you feel encouraged after listening and are reminded of God's love for you and for his people. You are his masterpiece, created anew in Christ to do good works he has prepared for you. What will your story be? If this podcast has been helpful or encouraging to you, please share it with your people. You can follow us on Instagram or TikTok at masterpiece.ministries. See you next week for a new episode. Bye.